Welcome to Fans of the Forge. I'm Chris. And I'm Teresa. And today you can see that we are missing a member. No Sean today. He's on vacation. Hey, Sean. The good thing about that is it allowed me to let my beard out a little bit and let it breathe a little bit. I had a little extra space here. That was the reason for the fluffiness? <laughs> yes, that's why I have the fluffy beard today. But anyway, today's episode is Season 5, Episode 15, Kelly Wang. Very interesting weapon name. Um, the contestants for this episode were Alan, who had one and a half years of experience, and he had a ceramics background. Hunter, who had two and a half years of part-time experience, and he was a fry cook. Edward, who had six years of full-time experience, had a bad back um, that he had uh, hurt himself at some point and had a pretty bad he broken lifted, back at one he point. He lifted something incorrectly, broke his back. I think it was a jackhammer he was picking up, broke yeah. his back, and um, very, very badly injured but you know forging kind of brought him back into the fold of doing things and being creative so it was kind of like his rehab of sorts and then tim was the 15 year part-time experience veteran of the group i would say a you know, veteran bladesmith if that's the right term or most experience He's most got, experience you know more experience than all the other guys put together yeah so starting off with our picks we had Teresa. And Sean both chose Alan as their underdog. Sean also chose him as his main pick. To be fair, Sean is on vacation. He didn't see the show. We sent him little clips of, you know, these are the guys and these are their experiences. And so he was just like, yeah, okay, the first guy. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess we'll have to see just how that plays out for him. Anyway, um, and then... I chose Edward, the man with the bad back, as my underdog, and Tim as my pick, and Teresa also had Tim as her pick to win the episode. So, leading into round one. So round one was a Sanmai challenge. Everyone was given the same materials to work with. They all had a box of drill bits, which was the hardenable steel, and then kind of a sheet, for lack of a better word, for, of mild steel. Um, so Alan w chose to make a chef's knife. They were, you know, making their knives in their own style. He used the rods of the bits instead of the actual drill part because the drill part was twisted and difficult to work with in its form. So he welded all the handle parts together and he used that as the center for his taco style sanmai. Um, Hunter chose to make a chopper and to do that he untwisted the bits. So he heated them up and then he worked them backwards to try to untwist them. But as you might expect, of course, untwisting wouldn't make just one solid bar. He had to manipulate it. Yeah, according to Ben Abbott, he's, he's tried that in the past as well, trying to un, untwist a drill bit. And you would think it would just untwist into a straight bar, but it then just bends into all sorts of weird directions. And it is completely unpredictable as how it's going to turn out when you go to actually do it yeah so he um he also did the taco style but he used the entire sheet of mild steel which there was a decent amount there and it was not necessary to use all of it so what happened was as he was putting the hardenable steel in the center of it it was getting kind of buried in there and there was a question of whether it was being fully enveloped by the mild steel mm -hmm. um, so that was something that kind of came up 
Um, Tim made a sax, and he chose to hammer out the drill bits. So he heated them up and just went to town on flattening them in their spiraled state. And Edward did the same thing as far as hammering them down. He made a kukri. So midway through round one, um, Edward, you know, was evidently having a hard time with his back, but he pulled it through and he managed to get a blade together and quenched within two minutes. So um, every guy made a different style, you know, for their own preference. And then when they went to go do the judging, each of them had um, mostly minor things. Yeah. Although Alan's, when he was grinding his blade, he had, he forgot which side was the top side and which side was the bottom <laughs> side. So his handle was in the wrong direction. It was backwards a it little bit. <laughs> um, Hunter had something weird going on with the tip and you know, they were concerned about where the steel was in the center and whether or not the whole entire edge of the blade was actually hardable steel or if it was kind of buried in there a little bit, which right. I believe they, you know, when they went into the side room, they found that some of that center part was still the mild steel. Yep. Um, but they determined that, you know, that's something that could be ground down and fixed. Um, Edward had fissures along the spine, which appeared during the quench. And... Tim had a small handle and was a little lean, but otherwise, you know, pretty good blade. Mm -hmm. um, so even though they all had something going on, it was determined that Edwards was the most serious thing that probably couldn't be fixed during the second round. And so he was eliminated. <sighs> Chris's underdog is out. My underdog beard brother is out again. Another beard brother gone. I'm telling you... Don't just go with them because they're beard brothers. Look at this. If I went on the show and I knew what I was doing, is like if I actually had forged before, then I would win because of the beard. No, stats are showing that you would not. <laughs> well, I have to then redeem my beard brothers and go out there and kick ass. First, let's learn how to make a blade. Well, I was recently <laughs> invited to Houston to go learn how to make a blade, so sure. who knows? Now, on to round two. For round two, they had to use at least two different materials for their handles. Alan used a wet towel at one point to heat his handle. Oh, this was really cool. So I wrote these notes, and I did a little shorthand. So what he did was he wrapped the blade part that was already um, tempered and ready to go, and he put that in a wet paper towel, and he put that in, like, water so that as he was heating the handle part, or the tang, to be able to bend it into the appropriate direction, the rest of it would stay cool in the water and oh. not reheat yeah. in the temper. That was a cool method. Yeah, I, b I believe David Baker and, and the other judges were very impressed with that method. And I was too. It was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And then um, as he went through, he actually had time at the end of all of his preparations to do uh, some edge testing on a piece of wood. I think he was chopping mm -hmm. on, on his uh, workbench there. Then Hunter, he was drilling holes for his pins, not in the safest way. It was another one of the cases where he like put it down at the drill press and then just started drilling down into it without it being clamped into anything. And he was kind of just trying to make it line up on its own. And that just did not work out for him. But All right, So we've established we don't know how to make knives. But I do remember taking shop class. <laughs> And it being a thing that you have to hold the piece down when you're trying to drill into it. Otherwise, it 
it spins. Like the drill goes into it and it just grabs and spins. And that's what was happening with the knife. Yeah. It started to spin. Yeah. So he he had some issues getting his pins to work out and getting everything in and using the drill press. But in the end, he was, you know, he came out, he got it together, and he uh, was doing some pretty impressive little knife juggling, tossing around, spinning it around for the judges while he was, like, just seeing how it how it seemed to work, which was something that Ed actually did in his planning phase of round one that we didn't mention. He was actually swinging... A fake, a phantom blade. He was just swinging his hand like he was expecting it to work, even though there was no blade of any kind yet. Um, but this guy, uh, Hunter, actually had the blade made. It just wasn't, um, it wasn't a hundred percent sharpened yet, so he could mm-hmm. just flip it around, not necessarily have to worry too much about cutting himself. And then we also had Tim, who didn't really have any issues. It was pretty smooth going from what we saw. When it came to the judging. They had the strength test, which was a coconut chop. All of them passed the coconut chop without any problems. Well, not necessarily without any problems. They all passed the coconut chop. Yes. Alan, he, we didn't mention earlier, he thought there was a little bit of serendipity there because he was the coconut empire forge was the name of his forge. Um, he had a narrow handle during, you know, of on his blade, and his edge rolled a teeny bit during the coconut chop. Hunter's edge was not the sharpest, but it worked. But it worked, and it held up. It didn't take any damage. And Tim's had a roundish handle, so when they went to go hit it on the second coconut, it actually twisted a little bit, so it didn't actually chop it in half like the others did. But it still took. Took a chunk out, yes. so he technically passed. Right. Then the sharpness test was a ratchet strap slash, and again they all passed. And it was really coming down to you know how well did it actually cut through because they were cutting three different three straps and they all cut through all of them, but you could tell that Allen's was just a little. A dirtier of a cut, not as clean a, a slice. Yeah, it was a ragged cut. The the rolled over edge that he had gotten from the coconut chop ended up doing him in here because he mm. just couldn't get a nice clean cut on the strap. So Alan was out of the competition, and that means nobody had any more underdog picks left. And Sean's pick Sean's, out. Sean's just out <laughs> completely. And when he told us to go with that that guy. We questioned. We you, questioned. You want it. the same we guy? Didn't, we, we didn't want, you know, we didn't go into detail. We had already watched the episode at that point when we got the pick. And we didn't want to be like, are you sure you want to <laughs> pick that guy? Are you really sure? But he goes, you know, I'll pick, I'll pick him for both. And quote, verbatim from Sean. I'll even show the text on the screen if I remember here. <laughs> Yeah, I'll lose, but what else is new? So, sorry, Sean. You ain't getting no points this episode. Ain't gonna happen. Having the underdog and the pick worked for you once. Not all the time. No. So, now, we are two left. We have Hunter and Tim, and we move on to round three. Which is the Kelly Wang, where they go home to their home forges. So, there's a lot of information about the Kelly Wang. It was a Malaysian... 18th century, used for tribal warfare, single-edged, 
sword. It was a light, short sword um, with a decorative loop on the spine, and it needed to have a 12-inch handle. It was definitely a heck of a neat-looking sword. Yes. Didn't necessarily... I mean, I guess it was useful for what it was, but it it probably wouldn't be my sword of choice if I had to go into a battle because it just seemed like it was a little too nice. Well, Um, I mean, the one that they show is super nice, super, like, shiny and clean and... Definitely not made in five days. You, <laughs> uh, I wonder. I wonder about that. I'm really? pretty sure the judges, one of the judges, make those blades in the same time frame. I don't know if they make it in the same time frame. That's the thing. But I'm pretty sure they make the blades. I wonder. I wonder if there's a way to find out how long it, it took for them to make it, or, or which judge made it. I know Where David Baker from? makes a lot of those oh, weapons for the for the that. show. Um. I wonder how long it takes him. That, that's an interesting thing. I'll have to see if I can find out. But anyway. Anyway. So they had to go home to make the Kelly Wang. And as they're showing the home parts, they really, we've started to notice these patterns that they show you the first day. They show you probably day three or four. And then the last day. And in this particular episode, there wasn't a whole lot of drama going on at the home forges. No. Um, so we got the introduction for... Hunter went and made a gomai, and I'm, I'm hoping it's a gomai. I had a hard Pretty time sure. understanding exactly what he was saying. Um, I did not put on cl- closed captioning, as suggested, <laughs> because I didn't want to put forth that effort. Um, I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong. So for those of us who didn't know what a gomai is, it's five layers, not three. So it's like a sand mai, but instead of having... Um, one piece in between two pieces of mild steel, there's the centerpiece, and then there's two more outer layers, five total. Hmm. Um, and Tim decided to make two blades at once just in case one broke during his midway testing, which is a great idea if you can manage it. The first time this season, that, at least that we know of, that anybody's done something like that, to ha- had a backup one ready to go. Right, instead oh. of starting on day three if it breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for their day threes, that's about when they were working on the hardening and the working on the loop part. So Hunter was working on the loop and Tim did a clay heat treat on day three. And during that heat treat, he got a giant warp and that was when he moved on to his blade number two. So, you know, good thinking ahead on that one. And then on day five was when Hunter, um, was finalizing the handle and he put beeswax around it to do like a, a seal, I guess it was. Which was pretty cool, I thought. And then um, Tim, that was when he made his hook and his handle. And I made the note that Tim's was so pretty. And maybe it's just the red in the handle. I thought it was super pretty. I agree. Well, I mean, so we're moving into the judging now. But when it comes down to... I say that a lot when it comes down to it. But they came into the forge for the testing. And they had the two blades side by side. And right off the bat, I said, oh... Gosh, Hunter's is way too thin. Like it doesn't look like there's much meat to it at all. Versus Tim's, who is a beefy blade, and but Tim's also just had all these extra little um, details, details and grooves and things that he put in it. And it looked great. It was a really beautiful sword. He put a lot of time in mm-hmm. to making that thing look good, as well as making sure that it was structurally sound. So it was impressive. I was really impressed with how well his came out. Not to say that Hunter's was like super ugly or anything. He had a good looking blade too. Yeah. But. So they came in and they were both wearing kilts, 
which we're new to the bladesmithing community, I as, guess. As we've established. As we've established. <laughs> um, I guess kilts are a big thing. I mean, a lot of people wear the kilts, and I don't, and it's not like this was a particularly... I mean, we could probably pose the question, hey, viewers, are kilts a thing in the yeah, bladesmithing community? The, what's with the kilts? So, you know, fill us in. Like, we're not making fun. I'm no, just I'm curious. Generous, generally curious about the kilts. But anyway, they both had kilts. And uh, it had RJ Marqueda come in, Marqueda, excuse mm-hmm. me, came in for the kill test. Yeah, no more Doug. Well, not no more Doug, but we thought he was back. He was not back. Apparently not. Maybe he hurt himself in the last episode, or maybe we overdid it. Or, or maybe these are shot so right. <laughs> ridiculously out of order, we have no idea when Doug's going to be fully healed. Who knows? We should probably just stop guessing. Well, maybe we should start a pool for when Doug's going to be back full time. Like, what episode is going to be the one this season when Doug is finally back to doing the test full time? But, but then we get Doug Cam. When Hashtag Doug's not Doug back, Cam. We get Doug Cam. Hashtag Doug Cam. Good Doug Cam. It's a good Doug Cam on this one for sure. Anyway, you want to continue? Oh well, I thought we were switching back and forth. Oh, okay. So I'll do. I'll finish the <laughs> this test then. So the uh, hunter had a very sharp edge on his Tim's. Had a sharper tip. His edge didn't seem as sharp during the kill test. His didn't dig in as much when RJ did the swinging test right into like the gut of the ballistics dummy. Hunters definitely seemed to break more ribs uh, too when when he was being tested and and pulled it out. But in the end, they both passed. And then we went on to the strength test, which was um, to chop into a. Buffalo plow. I gotta tell you, I needed to listen to this three times because Chris would not stop talking and he was trying to. It was an impression of Doug saying, You will kill. And I'm like, Stop talking, Chris. Rewind. And as soon as it starts playing and gets to where Ben Abbott's trying to say buffalo plow, he's going again. I will, if I save that video, I will have that pop up right here so you can see what I was doing because it was literally me holding my phone so I could do an Instagram video going, it will kill. Meanwhile, it I'm trying to kill. Like, take notes for this. It will kill. <laughs> I was get, trying to get the eyebrows. Doug does the eyebrow. It will kill. But you didn't have to do it the precise moment. I needed to nail it. I needed to nail it. And I just couldn't quite do it. And it just so happened that it was at the exact time that you needed to hear if it was a buffalo plow or something else. I apologize. Moving forward, it was a buffalo plow. Yes, it was. And so as they're striking into the buffalo plow, uh, we were not introduced into how many times they were going to strike. Turns out five, because that's when Hunter had a catastrophic fail. And it came down to Tim. Tim, you got to get five and then you'll be, you know, winner. So catastrophic fail for Hunter on the fifth strike. Ben Blade Killer Abbott, as I saw him called on the fans of uh, the the Facebook group for Forge and fire, actually. Well, so, I mean, he does the strength test. So he does the strength test. That's where it's going to die. Yeah, generally going to happen. Um, but yeah, I, Tim won. Tim won. Tim I wonder if they were going to have maybe a ten strikes or something like that because usually oh, they go up to ten. But it because it broke on the fifth. That's probably all. That's all he had to do was get past yeah. that. But anyway, yes. So Tim won, and that means we points both won. Woohoo! Sorry, Sean, you're out some points again. So our new Points tally for uh, as of us. the uh, for us <laughs> as of this episode, Teresa still in the, still lead, in the lead, fourteen points. 
I'm still in second with 12 points. Not far behind. That's one underdog. No. That's one underdog. No. Sean, he's not far behind. Well, behind me. Right. I mean, he's I've got he's at eight double. points. Yeah. <laughs> Teresa's kicking his butt. He only needs a couple good picks to get like tied up with me. But it, you know, if I happen to get an underdog pick and nobody else gets it in one of the next episodes, I could I could hop up right in there and tie with Teresa. So we'll have to see oh. how that goes. Oh, we seem to be getting better at this though. Each episode, we we are definitely. I say that, and now able... next week, none of us. <laughs> yeah, Sean's going to be winner by yeah. super points. I and... think we said that too for the last episode, and I think nobody ended up. None of our picks ended up winning. The last one, either we all got points or none of us did. I think none of us got points last okay. episode. I think it was. We can look that up. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, that's the episode, season five, episode fifteen, Kelly Wang. Remember to subscribe to the channel. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We have gotten a number of new likes on our Facebook page, and some people actually shared links to our videos in the Forged in Fire fan group on Facebook. So, nice. hey, that was really cool. Thank you guys for doing that. And we've got gotten contacted from a few different uh, champions from the show that are interested in being interviewed. So keep an eye out for that. We do have some more interviews coming up. We had a lot of great feedback on the interview we did with Brandon Austin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've talked to a couple different people that are interested in coming on and talking to us. So, hey, if you guys like that sort of content, we'll do more interviews and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll keep up with these episodes and finish out this season. But if the interviews are the way to go, we can do that. And plus there's, you know, four seasons that we haven't watched yet. Yep. Yep, so we got a lot of options here. So we'll keep going, and if you like it, you know, toss us a like or subscribe, and, yeah, we'd really appreciate it. So thank you for watching, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.